Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, leave a voicemail at 916-572-9016 or email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Single Simulcast, episode 333. Shantae's here. I'm here. I'm Rashani. I forget to say that sometimes. I just feel like I know y'all so well now that y'all should know me. Because um, in all honesty, if you don't know me by now, you will never, 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 never know me. <laughs> um, <laughs> all that makes me think of is those... Uh, those compilation CDs yep. that used to come on BET. Yep. And that Harold, you know, if you don't know me by now, was one of those songs. And then it would, you know, go into whatever else the next when song. When a man yeah. loves a woman. That's Call it. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to, got to try it. No, no. Then they'd have a... Uh, Al Green on there singing. <laughs> like Al Green was on both sides. He was able to play both sides of the spectrum. <laughs> he was able to do, he was on the R&B slow grooves uh, commercial where the guy was like, hey man, I got to borrow this. And he was like, no, my brother, you got to get your own. Al Green was on that one. And that nigga was on the rough side of the mountain commercial. Yeah, that's the other one. Rough side of the mountain. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. And then it would go into, you know, whatever the next song was. I know that everything is going to be all right. He's coming back. And then what is, I don't know what group it was, but then it's the dudes who are um, sweep around your front door. <laughs> they're doing the motions, they're doing choreography in the videos. So I was like, oh, y'all got, y'all got, y'all had a gospel video. Popping, popping. You know what? If it wasn't for them, there wouldn't be folks like uh, Kirk Franklin. Right. If, if they weren't out there grooving with the choreography, there'd be no Kirk Franklin popping off already. Oh, yeah. Go-Go just reminded me. I got earrings. Um, the way that I went about getting earrings, I went yesterday I to get earrings. And uh, I went because uh, Kid Awesome needed to get earrings. And he was scared that they were going to hurt. Um, so I already had piercings. So I was just like, uh, I'm going to just get mine re-pierced today, closed up. So then he wouldn't, he would know that there was no pain in them, but there was a little bit because of scar tissue. Are you looking for? Oh, um, and so now I have earrings and I always thought that there was a certain age where I'll be too old for earrings, but apparently I am fully embracing my midlife crisis. I feel like if you get earrings <laughs> at the age of 39 or 40, the next thing is a Corvette and a white woman. So um, wow. I, I, I'm, I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to pull this off. I've already started going to the gym. Like I went to the gym today and I sat on the sideline while they played basketball. I'm not ready to jump in. My knees are all shot. But um, I am fully embracing my midlife crisis. I am prepared to go out and get a uh, Amazon subscription to Viagra. I am about to get it in for 2020. 
because um, 2019 is already shot. I'm going to have to get surgery on my kneecap from old. Um, but I got the earrings, and I got a, I got a new BMW. So I guess that's like a Corvette. I got the BMW, and I got the earrings. And Isabella's mom is white, so that's the white woman. And um, <laughs> it's just it's just all coming together. Like my midlife. You know what I really thought about though? Real talk. It's just between me, you, the listeners, Bella and Nisha, because they're all standing right behind me. Um, I am firmly convinced, and 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 prove I'm wrong, that. A midlife crisis is just what they used to call it when they didn't know or accept or want to discuss depression. Like, I am fully convinced that somebody went through something where all of a sudden they were going through depression, they were in the darkness, they were in shadows or whatever, and they were like, I need to do something drastic to pull myself out of this. And folks saw them balling, and they were like, oh, they're just having a midlife crisis. And it turned out everybody had the same depression once they reached a certain point and realized they weren't doing what they need to do with their life or whatever it may be. And folks just like, Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's depression. It's a case of the Mondays. That's my thought. You have not had a midlife crisis. You were 16. <laughs> Cutting your hair is not a midlife crisis. If you're going to talk on this show, you better step out here and put words to it. I bleached my hair. I got my second holes pierced. And instead of saying, I just wanted to get them pierced. I said, I got them done in hopes to help my little brother get his ears pierced. He didn't even get them pierced. Um, I bought my dog clothes. How the hell is buying your dog clothes a midlife crisis? I feel like that's just like a point where you're bringing your animals into the depression with you. <laughs> if anything, like you have nobody else, and you're like, here goes my dog, and dogs shouldn't wear clothes. <laughs> if anything, what it sounds like is uh, it's cranes in the sky. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I mean. I tried to bleach it away. Yeah, and yeah. I, that's not to make light of it, no, but just no. like that's what it sounds like. You start trying different I mean, things. You you mess with your hair, and you do this and that. Yeah. I feel you. It, it and and cranes in the sky. The more I listen to that uh, song and to her new album, which is dope, dopey, dope, dope, dope. By the way, the more I'm like, yeah, Jay Z, he 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 deserved a lot more. Like mm-hmm. he caught her at the wrong moment. He could have got thrown out the elevator down the shaft. <laughs> Cause the more I listen to that CD, yeah, she. Whew, yeah, yeah, she was she was in a dark spot when that whole thing happened. And when you're in a dark spot, you are literally able to lash out at anybody at the drop of a dime. Anybody can get it. it everybody kill us. But yeah, midlife crisis. I feel like it's something that manifests. It's depression, and folks don't want to actually say they're depressed. So oh, I'm just you know, I'm forty. That's the midlife crisis. I'm 40. And so I feel like I need to take stock of myself because I'm 40. Now, while we're talking about midlife crisis, I just want to say again that um, the next story is completely endorsed by me. If you try me, you will get the same type of treatment. There was a fight, another fight. This is the second fight. Now, if there was only one, then it would be, like, rare. But there was another fight at another crab buffet. 
<laughs> um, and those things just keep on happening to where uh, massive brawls are erupting over niggas wanting crab legs. And I just want to say that those crab legs must have been kicking. Um, <laughs> the, the, a massive brawl was caught on tape, like a massive brawl. Like this isn't a one-on-one. This isn't a fair up, square up. A massive caught on video brawl over crab legs erupted inside of a Chinese buffet in Queens last month after one diner accused another of being a, quote, privileged white bitch. Whoa. According to patrons and a victim involved. <laughs> a privileged, not just a privileged bitch, a privileged white bitch. A like, privileged white bitch. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself, you privileged white bitch. <laughs> Period. Wow. Semicolon. I never liked you anyway. Period. No tampon. That's Nigga. no printer. <laughs> Period. No tampon. That's <laughs> oh my god. Is that how the kids talk these? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah, um, it you know it is. So, yeah. So what had happened was the victim, who would only identify herself as Christine, told the Post that the melee started when her 10-year-old son was waiting at the buffet for crab legs and another woman pushed him with her hip. Mm. I was like, can you please do me a favor? I would appreciate it if you kept your hands off my child. And the mother comes over and she was like, you already had the first two batches, Christine said. Now, I just want to interject real quick. This is Rashani. This is me. Hi, Rashani. Me being cool. She didn't actually put her hands on her. For all intents and purposes, she she hip bumped her, or she hip bumped him. Better check yourself before you wreck yourself. I know it's pedantic, but if you take me to court and say I put hands on your kid, I got video saying that I hip checked the shit out that little white motherfucker, and he deserved it because y'all had the first two batches of crab. Secondly, Chinese buffets. Holla at me. Listen for one second. This was shiny. Once again, me being cool. You know how we do. Y'all know y'all ain't putting out enough crab. Y'all all know that you ain't putting out. Y'all niggas putting out like 20 crab legs. And you got people lining up like it's chicken at a, well, at Golden Corral. Or at Hometown Buffet. Or at Popeye's. But, seriously. I said, listen. He's 10 years old. Fuck this shit. I said, listen, he's 10 years old. He's going to grab maybe six or seven crab legs and we're leaving. We're going to keep it moving. And she turns around and she goes, privileged white bitch. And that's when everyone came over and started screaming, said Christine, who coincidentally is white. Restaurant customer Donna Brown captured a large fight on the Facebook Live video. Listen, y'all, I had to come out here to let y'all see this. I'm in a buffet and they fighting over crab legs, Brown said in the clip. (laughs) In the 10-minute video posted to Facebook, a band of people, not a harem, but a band of people. That's a gang. Look, look, look. When it's white people, it's a band of people. When it's black folks, it's a gang of niggas. So, um... A a band of people can be heard shouting before the fracas breaks out near the buffet. 
craziness, Brown says the scuffle continues. They're throwing glass around. This is getting real now. My people are so ignorant over food. Over food. Crab legs, yo. You can't make this up, Brown said in the video. You can't make this up at all. You can't make this up. I can't believe it. You can't make this up. Can you make this up? You can't make this up. Hey, Shante. Yo. Can you make this up? No. Obviously, I can't make this up either. You can't make this up. Christine said that she was left with her neck bleeding and bruised all over her body from the fight. I would have stabbed somebody in the neck with a crab claw. Mm. Overhand. Right in the neck. And then just scissor down. <laughs> um, I have a bald spot in my head from where they ripped my hair out, she said. Damn. Queens buffet. Why the fuck are you going to a Chinese buffet in Queens anyway? Gentrification like a mother. You try and step up in there, you're going to get mollywhopped. Queens buffet manager Booty Chan. It has to be Buddy. B U D I. I'm going to say it's Buddy. It's not Booty. It, it can't be Booty Chan. Uh, said that the fight involved two groups a party of 16 people and another party of seven, whom he said were regulars. They had kids. Both groups were families, Chan said. It was out of control because at that time it was full, so we were busy with customers. I know they started shouting and yelling, so I told them, calm down, calm down, said Chan, who called 911. He added they were hitting each other, and I saw they pulled the hair. (laughs) Chan said by the time police arrived on the scene, the fight was over and the customers involved had left. He added that it's not the first time customers have gotten into it over his restaurant's crab legs. Mostly, the customers argue with the crab legs because when the crab legs come out, people just rush and take them, Chan said. If we have a few guests when they come out, maybe after one or two minutes, the crab legs are gone. No rest of made. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not the lady's fault that Christine got wilded up on. The lady was crabby. You know, that's really all I got. Like, I'm really thinking about other seafood jokes I could put in there. But her kid, he he deserved it. The little nigga was a shrimp. Mm-mm. I bet, I bet after all the adrenaline wore off and everything, the woman who pulled Christina's hair out just feels ill. Something's fishy about this whole situation. Thinking, loading, loading. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, that's the second one because I got another one saved in here that talks about a complete different place where the woman kicks a dude in the back. <laughs> but over some crab legs? Or over just... some crab legs. Over some, man, man, I guess crab legs are popping. Niggas be cripping over crab legs. Not even tripping, they be cripping straight up. In Huntsville, they were uh, using service songs like fencing swords and plates were shattering. Huntsville, Alabama. Like, I just, well, yeah, no, I can't, I can't imagine popping off at the Chinese buffet, but, you know, everybody's not me. I mean, but for real, for real, you done, you know how we do, you know how we do it. Your man hits you up. Send you a text message says, yo, Chinese buffet tonight is going down. 
send you that at like 9.30. If you're like me, you immediately starve yourself from 9.30 to like 4.15. Got to get my stomach ready for them crab legs, Joe. So you get there. You're already hangry. You're ready to take somebody out if they stand in your way. They bring out the uh, crab legs because the ones that they had out before were looking all discolored and, and grayish and stuff like that. And there was only one claw left in there. It wasn't even the whole thing. It was just a little baby leg left on there. So they bring out the whole new pan and you're standing in line waiting. You've been standing in line. I've seen people stand in line and wait for the crab legs for a good 15 minutes. They don't eat nothing else. They're just sitting there waiting for crab legs. And so the crab legs come out and the first person in line, no doubt, always happens. I don't know how they get away with it. They take the tongs and they take like 30 crab legs, which is most of the pan. And then they dip. So if you're hangry already and you watch somebody abscond with all of the crab legs you've been waiting for your whole life, you might get a little bit fidgety too. In, in uh, Alabama, they said the diners have been waiting in line for crab legs for more than 10 minutes and they lost their temper once the uh, food came out. It is what it is. I guess so. I got nothing. I'm not a big buffet person because of germs. Also, that's very, very accurate. I mean, there is the chance that you could go out there and uh, have the germs on you or in the bowl. And you see people like sneezing on food and letting their kids come up and get food out the buffet. And they be using their fingers and stuff and licking on their fingers. There's a ton of nasty stuff that can happen at a buffet. It's all valid. But nigga, them crab legs, though. <laughs> Risk it all? Niggas be getting scurvy up in that motherfucker. I ain't been to a buffet. <sighs> Boy. I think uh, we went to Golden Corral. And when I go to Golden Corral, I always find the food that nobody else eats or else I make sure it's the food that's like, like they take steaks directly off the grill. Mm-hmm. Put it onto your plate. Mm-hmm. So I'll eat the, the steak, and then I'll eat stuff I know white folks don't eat, like black-eyed peas and cabbage. I don't eat the chicken. I don't eat the macaroni and cheese. Black-eyed peas, green beans, cabbage, and steak. And that's really about it. And then I started realizing I can make this at home, so I stopped going to the buffet. Right. Because a buffet is a good $23 for you to eat two plates and be mad at everybody else if they didn't keep up with you. Like, you are literally looking at niggas like, why did I pay for you to get here? You better you better stuff yourself. See, and that's the other thing, too. I'm not a kind of person who just gorges themselves, I guess, with food. So I am the wrong kind of person. You know, there's not going to be any all you can eat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that mood is not hitting. <laughs> so I might as well stay at the crib. Give me some more food, please. <laughs> like I wish, you know, because it seems it always seems like, it, like I guess I don't know. I'm not so much envious of people, but it seems cool that they can like just eat and eat and eat and get their money's worth. So it's like that's dope. Good for you. Feel satisfied. Feel accomplished. You know that they've blown through. I don't know a whole trough of crab legs or whatever it is they're trying to eat. But it's just like, nah, I get one plate and it's just like, okay, I'm kind of, I'd like to go do something else now. I don't want to keep eating. 
I got other things to do. I don't even know what it is, but I don't want to sit here anymore. I don't. I go on there with the full desire of that nigga is making a spectacle of himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going back again. Look at he's, him. Look at him. He's going back. It's chicken, isn't it? No. He's eating crab. Well, you, and then they try and wrap it all together. Well, you know, crab is the chicken of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, racist. <laughs> Fuck you up. My fingers are slippery with butter. Um, crab is, it's a beautiful thing. It's its just not at a Chinese food restaurant. Like, I don't think they love crab the way that I love crab to cook the crab the way it's supposed to be cooked. That's just what I'm, that's how I'm going to look at it. I just look at it like the crab legs made at a Chinese buffet are in salt water and that's the only seasoning. They don't believe in Old Bay. They don't believe in seasoning salt. And them kids is just, (laughs) oh yeah, here's another story that's going to make you not want to, um, you know, it's not a buffet story, but I bet you could wrap it back around to why you don't eat at a buffet. A Tennessee man was jailed on felony charges after appearing to dip his testicles into a container of salsa that a customer had ordered online. Uh-uh. The delivery driver allegedly recorded it and posted a video on this nigga stupid. Hella. This the 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 the, the. let me stop. I start stuttering when I run the stupid. Stuck on stupid. The delivery driver allegedly recorded it and posted a video online saying, quote, this is what you get when you give an 89 cent tip for an almost 30 minute drive. Wait, so did this? Oh, they pro- okay, right. DoorDash. You can tip, okay, right. But you can probably order the food and as you tip, you know, as you like put in your stuff and everything, you can tip after you know as you're ordering it like i'm just thinking to myself like how do you even know that he was gonna but then it was just like like i'm thinking like oh maybe he was like trying to get this person back like i remember you you gave me that 89 cent tip you know that kind of thing but it was just like nah they probably you know person orders their food puts it in their card do you want to add a tip and they add 89 cents because it was like you know 1511 or something and so they're going to make it an even 16 dollars like an asshole or you know, you've realized, like I do, that DoorDash, for example, doesn't, like, if you tip them, if you tip on the app, they don't give the people the tip. They just uh, add that true. to their overall payment. True, so true, true. I put into the notes, I will tip you in cash. Did I tell you the story of, of the passport and the, and the punk ass? No. All right, so check it out. First of all, two things. One, this nigga got arrested last week and charged with adulteration of food, which I didn't even know was a crime. I didn't know that was a sin at all. Um, Adulteration of food means you fuck the food. That is literally what adulteration of food means. I don't... Like like for real, like adultery. Like we're we're not even getting into a different kind of definition or anything. This is just like... You got, you got, you got freaky. You got frisky with the food. <laughs> Nigga, you tongue fucked the salsa. You're going to jail. Like, I didn't, like, I, I think that it doesn't happen enough to where they were like, we need to make a special name for it. We're just going to call it adulteration of food. And um, dinner delivered said the food servers, the food services fired the driver and forwarded information about her. Why does it say her? About him to authorities as well. 
Um, but here's the here's the 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 passport and the punk ass. And my new business idea brought to you by Nigga Not You. A few weeks ago, uh, I went to get passports set up to get passports for the kids. And I think I talked about this uh, a while back about how we went to a basketball game. And then after the game was over, there was the basketball game was at like eight o'clock. It got done at nine o'clock. The passport office opens up at 1030. So we're like, we'll just drive there. It's 915. I'll go get there early and we'll be fine. No, that was like 16, 17 people in line, and each of them had five people that they were trying to get done. And we had another tournament we had to get to, so I couldn't go in there and get our passports done. So the next day, I came in at 5 a.m. I brought a chair, an iPad, a charger, my switch, and some earphones. Mm-hmm. And I sat down in my chair because it's it's in a actual post office, like it's where the PO boxes are. So that area is always open. You can walk in there at any given time. So I go in there at um, five a.m. and I'm sitting there reading uh, on my on my Kindle, you know, on the, on the Kindle app, and I get hungry. So at about six thirty. I order some food from a place that is the only place that's open in the area. Uh, it's this place called uh, Forstero's uh, Mexican food restaurant. And I was getting a breakfast burrito. Um, now, again, when I do these things on DoorDash, I put into the notes, I'm going to tip you in cash when you arrive. Apparently, the dude that picked up my food did not see that note because I ordered the food at 630 and he saw the thing that said no tip, I guess, and didn't come with my food until about nine o'clock. Wow, what a dickhead. And I was like calling uh, the, the restaurant and they were like, yeah, he already picked it up because you get alerts saying that the food's already been picked up and delivered and whatnot. I get alerts saying that he's already picked it up. I was like, where are you? He was like, I'm stuck in traffic. I was like, first of all, the restaurant is one exit away from where I'm at. Secondly, it's 6.30, 6.45 in the morning. There is no traffic. Where are you? Well, I'm lost. And he hung up. So he finally came at like 9, 9.30, looking all rushed, like, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I was so late. And I was like, you thought I wasn't going to give you a tip, huh? And he was like, and I was like, I was going to give it to you in cash because of how food or DoorDash does people. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, are you still, you know, can you still? <laughs> like, no, nigga. No, I cannot. As a matter of fact, I've already called and reported you and gotten a refund on my food. But because he thought there wasn't a tip coming, he was just like, I'm going to drive around in circles with this dude's food. And I'm glad that it was a burrito that he couldn't unwrap and try and nut in. Honestly, like people will do stupid stuff to your food. And that's the problem with things like DoorDash and all that kind of stuff is that you got some true weirdos who will try and do weird shit to your food. Yeah, that's I mean, it's that's one of the things about any of these kind of uh, I don't know how to describe it, but just anything like whether it's Uber or DoorDash like just any of this kind of stuff where people are kind of delivering food or delivering you, but they're not necessarily like super duper 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 vetted mm-hmm. or beholden to a company. Like they're basically their own boss kind of thing. 
you run the risk of these people being fucking weirdos and doing something to you or doing something, you know, to your food or just whatever. Um, It scares me now. It didn't scare me at first. I was like, all right, whatever, you know, folks ain't going to do nothing to my food. But after reading this and after what that dude did, I'm, I'm real hesitant. And I have to be in a real situation where I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to trust somebody else with my food because you don't even have to do nothing with my food. But if your car is filthy Mm -hmm. or if you smoke in your car and I don't smoke or you smoke weed and now there's a smell all over my food or you look like pig pen, I don't want to eat that. And they're not looking at these people. You know, like you said, they're not vetting them. They're not. And if they are vetting them, they're not vetting them on a day to day basis. So you hop out of bed and didn't even brush your teeth and you carrying my food around. Ain't nothing I can do. I've already paid for it. I'm a hostage. So I say all that to say, don't fuck with DoorDash. Get your own food. Because they really said Del Taco was closed and Del Taco's open 24 hours. And I was like, nigga, it's right around the corner. I just can't go there because I'm sitting here waiting for this passport place to open up, which brings me to the business idea. My new business idea when I don't have basketball games. I'm going to go to the passport place at five o'clock in the morning and I'm going to sit there and read a book and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to have snacks and I'm going to have a great ass time because it's quiet and I read and I listen to music and it's wonderful. And then at about 9.30 when the line is all the way out the door and all that, and it's looking crazy, and I have five tickets in my hand because I'm the first person in line, I'm going to pop my head out the door because the line literally goes out the door. I'm going to pop my head out the door and say, the first person to Venmo me 100 bucks and have one of these first five tickets. Wow. And if you got like three people with you, Venmo me $300. You can get these three tickets and go from not even getting in here to being the first person in line. I've been thinking about that for a while. I can make like $500 at the very least. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, you definitely could. Only risk is I might get beat up. See, that's what I was thinking. That somebody that you're gonna get whooped for these <laughs> <laughs> that you're gonna fuck around and do it on the wrong day, and it's gonna be somebody there with some goons, <laughs> rather than like you know a couple of kids or something that ain't really worried about fighting anybody. You know, they're gonna focus on their little Kindle fires or whatever. Like you gonna fuck around and be like, oh, who want the you know first five? And it's gonna be like you know Debo, Debo Junior, Baby Debo. <laughs> <laughs> and they gonna gonna light your ass up um i'm i'm like is 500 dollars worth taking an ass whooping like can i take an ass whooping every week and get an extra 500 dollars every weekend like one day four hours of work one ass whooping 500 bucks i think i can manage that I think I could walk it off with the five hundred dollars. Walk it off, but no, but like if you get, you got to get the money, right? No, they Venmo it to me. Oh, they Venmo it online to app me. like Cash App. But if they beat you, like 
what do you do if somebody Venmo's you the money, mm-hmm. but they don't get the ticket? They already sent me the money. No, no like you refund. get beat up. You get beat up by. Somebody. <laughs> I get beat up if somebody else takes the ticket. I'm be like, it's their problem now. That's messed up. I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, you know what? If you do it, I'll just pray for you. Thank you. I'll that's, pray for me too. Let's just. I'll just keep you lifted. That you know that nobody's there ready to whoop you. Somebody standing in line talking about they they need to. Uh, they got a flight the next day and shit. And I'm like, oh, the price just went up $200. Yeah, you definitely going to get somebody's sob story in a situation like that. Oh, yeah. I don't care. I don't even care. I'm about <laughs> okay. to get paid. It's the okay. best idea I've had in a long time. I'm about to get rich, nigga. I'm about to pay off credit card bills. Four weeks of it, and I'm out the game. Make it sound like the drug game. (laughs) One one more score. (laughs) And I might just I might just take three days off work and go in on Saturday, do it on Saturday and Sunday, and get a thousand dollars in a two day spread. Do it for three weeks. That's three thousand dollars, and all I need is that one more hit, just one more lick, and I'm done. And that's when you get in the fight. Exactly. That's when you get beat up. You're gonna be like this one last time, and then there's gonna be like 19 niggas standing outside waiting for me. We heard you're the one. <laughs> the one what? You're the guy who's selling the spots, right? Yeah, but you know, I mean, here's what I would do. Honestly, if there was somebody waiting for me, I'd just be like, y'all can get in front of me. We'd be buddies then. Y'all can cut me. I don't give a fuck. People behind me, what the fuck they going to do? I've been here since 530. People behind me don't care. They're still getting in. It's people who are outdoors who worry about this shit. And for $600 each, you can come on in. (laughs) I mean, you know, like if they got it, you know, I mean, do what you got to do. There's always somebody out there who's probably got like way more than they need. But I guess I just wonder how, you know, but what about the people who just, they got their $250, $500, whatever it costs. Venmo. Don't even look at it. Just attach it to your credit card. Just send me the money. I don't care how you get me the money. Just get me the money. That's it. A pregnant woman is accused of stabbing her boyfriend for looking at a photo of another woman on his roommate's cell phone. Damn. Pasco County deputies said they responded to reporting stabbing at a Zephyr Hills home and later arrested 25-year-old Julitza Gonzalez. According to her arrest report, the roommate, who was not identified, because she's going to ride on him next, he's like, "Um, can I get witness protection? (laughs) something y'all want me to no i'm not gonna i need i need promises she's getting out soon but he said he showed a photo of a woman he wanted to date to his friend the friend looked at the photo while his pregnant girlfriend gonzalez was in the room the moment sparked an argument between the couple officials said 
As the quarreling continued, the roommate said he became uncomfortable and left the room, and the shouting escalated. At one point, the roommate heard somebody rummaging through the kitchen drawers, according to oh investigators. God. <laughs> a, a short time later, the boyfriend ran into the room with a stab wound to his stomach and said, That motherfucker stabbed me. Yo, really? Like, that's the quote? <laughs> The quote is that expletive, and I'm not calling anybody oh, okay. a bitch once they stab somebody in the stomach. Once you stab somebody in the stomach, I'm never calling you a bitch in your life because okay. you can always okay. come back. The roommate used a shirt to apply pressure to the wound, called 911, and waited for paramedics to arrive. According to the arrest report, as they waited for first responders, Gonzalez entered the room and asked, Gonzalez entered the room and asked, why would you look at that girl on the phone? That's not okay. <laughs> the victim was airlifted to Lakeland Regional Medical Center. His condition is not immediately known. Like, <laughs> like sis, like you pregnant. You pregnant. Now you're going to be in the pokey. For the pokey. Because you pregnant. Basically, yeah. You do it. You poking people. And I, no, no. And I get, and you know something else too? Like, I get feeling some kind of way about uh, feeling like your partner is looking at someone else and it's a heightened emotional situation. She pregnant. She probably feeling some kind, she might be feeling some kind of way about herself. Maybe he's not being as attentive as he should be or whatever this still isn't okay this isn't okay like you can be mad don't stab people like <laughs> i just i just i mm-mm. no don't stab people. not for this not for not for this like come on like he just looked at because like it was the friend right the mm-hmm. friend was like yo look at this girl i think she's cute uh, I think I want to date her. I and think, I, yeah, I want to date her. The boy looks at the picture and then old girl and old girl wants to, you know, go iron chef on my dude. Like, Stab master. <laughs> Stab like, master. no, no, there's no, no, there's no, no, no. Like, I totally understand being upset. I totally understand feeling some kind of way. Jealousy, you know, is a natural thing. This isn't okay. No. What you in here for, arson? What you in here for, murder? What you in here for, jaywalking? All right, we're going to get to you in a second. What you in here for? <laughs> well, see, my boyfriend, his his roommate, showed him a picture of a girl and I stabbed him. Wait, were you the girl? No, no. No, it was a girl that uh, the roommate likes and wanted to get my, my boyfriend's opinion on the girl, whether he should date this girl or not. Did the roommate say, damn, she's fine or anything like that? No, he just nodded. He knows what's up. <laughs> then why'd you stab him? Well, see, he's been playing a lot of 2K lately. And um, 
I just I just felt like this the perfect opportunity for me to practice my jab step. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. But you know what's fucked up about that is that that's quite like not necessarily like specifically 2K, but there's always that possibility that this was just the straw that broke the camel's back, even though the shit isn't okay. Mm-hmm. It's just like this was the this, you know, she was finally, finally, finally fucking fed up. And her fed up requires a knife versus, you know, somebody else just leaves or something. But yeah, she was, you know, the pot, like she was finally just, you know, she was over whatever the fuck he was on and decided to stab him. And like yeah. I said, it's still not okay. But she just, yeah, had to let him have it. Well, like the like the old song says, one thing leads to another. <laughs> <laughs> no. One thing. Why don't you do what they say? Say what they mean. And one uh, thing. Uh. Whew, don't let me go down that rabbit hole. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, once he heals, I'm sure they're gonna laugh about this. The jokes that they'll tell. Right. <laughs> hey. 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 Rashani, take a look at this pic. No. No, I won't. No, it's a picture book of Grover. Oh, oh, oh. Baby, is it cool if I look at this book? Where your knife at? (laughs) Hey, hey, boo. I'm about to look at a picture of LeBron James. Are you cooking? Are you in the kitchen? Why the... Like, when I hear somebody rumbling, rustling through the kitchen drawers during an argument, argument's over. Hell yeah. Like, rustling through anything. (laughs) There's no reason to rustle. (laughs) There just isn't. Like, that's not... Like, because you could... I mean, because you could be looking for anything. They could be rustling through the junk drawer, looking for that, you know, rusty screwdriver that y'all use for whatever y'all need to use. You know, could be rustling through, you know, the silverware drawer, rustling through... You know, another junk drawer, they got batteries in it, so they're going to put the batteries in a sock and beat you. I mean, it's just, there's no, this is terrible. No wrestling. Don't wrestle. They interviewed Gonzalez at the hospital, and she denied stabbing the victim. According to deputies, she said he must have, you know, fallen on the blade. (laughs) The knife jumped up and got him. The knife didn't like him looking at the picture either. (laughs) I mean, that's what you mean. Deny, 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 I guess. Oh, man. However, the surgeons at the medical center said the stab wound was not consistent with an accident. <laughs> like, that's the best lie you can come up with. <laughs> like the, no, like the surgeons are like, oh, she did that shit. She did that shit. <laughs> Don't listen to them. They weren't even there. That's a paper cut. So, there was another dude. It's always dudes. A drive-thru customer, enraged by the lack of meat on his Mexican pizza, Mm. stormed the Taco Bell in South Carolina. You know what? According to cops, the suspect entered the Taco Bell in Spartanburg on Wednesday afternoon, complaining that there wasn't enough meat on his Mexican pizza. A store employee told the cops that she remade his food. Mm. The man, however, was equally displeased with his second pizza and demanded a refund. 
when told that the refund was not possible since the manager was not on the premises, mm. the suspect became enraged, declaring that he would, quote, show the employees how to make his food the appropriate way, according to a police report. The man then walked behind the counter into the kitchen area and started making his own food. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'll show you how to do this, young, and started making his own food. The man um, did not follow proper health and safety guidelines by not wearing protective gloves while making his own fucking food. The Taco Bell employee said the suspect, quote, made himself another Mexican pizza and subsequently left the store on the premises. The man, the worker said, was angry and upset throughout his time in the facility and used foul language in response to her repeated demands to leave the Taco Bell. Investigators described the Mexican pizza enthusiast as a black man with braids or dreadlocks in his late 20s or early 30s. The man dressed in a dark sweatshirt and gray pants left the restaurant in a late model Dodge Challenger driven by a woman who never entered the restaurant. So all, all I'm imagining is this dude grabbing all the little accoutrements for, <laughs> for, this, for this taco, for this Mexican pizza, and it's just slamming this shit down just like, motherfucker, you supposed to put it <laughs> And I can't believe I gotta come in here and make this shit for myself. Like, just he is going off. But he's going off until it comes to the part to do like gentle shit. So he's like slamming the shells down, putting, I can't believe y'all only use half a spoonful of meat on this motherfucker. This shit, <laughs> three spoonfuls of meat. And then he puts the cheese on top and he slams the other shell on top. And then he puts some more sauce, and then he gently, <laughs> lovingly puts the tomatoes in a nice little arrangement. And then he cuts it, and he puts the cheese on top of it. And then he comes to the side, and he leans to the side as he puts a squirt of sour cream on top. And then he cuts it some more, <laughs> looking at everybody, and this is some bullshit. Hey, you want me to make you something, dog? Yeah, nigga, that look good as shit. Can you make me a, 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 a steak chalupa? Bro, I got you. Move the fuck out of my way. And he puts <laughs> <on> an apron. <laughs> and he, he goes to the person at the cash register and he does the two fingers to the eyes thing. And he says, <laughs> look at me. I'm the chef now. <laughs> and the woman's oh like, God. you got to go. And he's like, fuck you, lady. And he goes to the back and he's making this chalupa now. And she's like, I'm going to call the cops. And he was, and the guy in the in the crowd was like, "Not till he makes my shit right." And so that's how I picture it happening. He storms to the back and puts on an apron, scrubs up real good. The music from Hell's Kitchen starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> There's an announcer coming out of nowhere. Jasper is upset. <laughs> <laughs> Goes back there like a. Uh, like Gordon Ramsay tells him all, get out! We work here, get out! But yeah, he went to jail because he made his own food. What are you in here for, arson? What are you in here for, murder? What are you in here for? Oh, she stabbed her boyfriend for looking at a picture. What are you in here for? Well, see, I all I wanted was a Mexican pizza, dog. And they just... 
have you looked at how much meat they put on a Mexican pizza nowadays? Like, it's crazy. First of all, he's right. <laughs> he's right. They are skimpy on that meat now. Mexican pizzas don't taste like nothing but taco shells with sauce on top. Don't even put cheese on it. It don't look like nothing. I'd fight, too. I'm just giving the silence so then y'all can think about the fact that you would shoot somebody too or you yell at somebody too if they fucked up your food twice and then said you couldn't get a refund. Like, I'm not going to trust you to make it again. And yes, I have gone into a restaurant before and pointed at a sign and said, my shit don't look like that. I want my food to look exactly like that. And they looked at me and said, yeah, us too. (laughs) Well, yes. Well, for one... Like that's like the stuff that's in the picture. Like that's a, a food person makes those. Like they, like what is it? You know, like when they're talking about like the syrup that they pour over pancakes and shit. That's actually motor oil because real syrup soaks into the uh, the pancake. So what you're looking at, like the the commercial pancake, that's you don't want that. That's motor oil. Yeah, I've seen the glue and all that kind of... I don't give a fuck, nigga. Work hard. <laughs> nigga, try. Like, like, you want... Rashani wants niggas to defy science. That's exactly. With his food. <laughs> I'm not asking for much. Just... Hey. Hey. Why my ice cream leaning to the left like this? Make it look like the picture, damn it. Sir, that's... That's coconut oil. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> your fault for using coconut oil. Make my shit the P-Funk. I want mine to look like <laughs> that. The fuck you mean that's lard? Who the fuck you... What kind of shit are y'all... So- hey, why my chicken leg looks so crippled? Yo, can I get a... Can I get that one? Look, I'm pointing at it. Look, that one... You know what? Fuck it, I'm coming back there. There's some bullshit. Now I'm working the Popeyes too. I just got out for working at Taco Bell. Now I'm working at Popeye's. Y'all won't give me a reference letter. <laughs> Y'all know I keep it live up in this motherfucker. I'm still stuck on you saying make make mine the P-Funk. <laughs> <laughs> I was bomb. <laughs> A man, police say a 32-year-old man walked into the parking lot of Taco Bell, bleeding from his head wounds. He told witnesses that he was struck in the head with an axe Mm. at Totem Middle School across the street from Taco Bell. The victim told police that he met with a woman and a man on State Avenue, and the three of them walked to the school. While they were on campus... The victim said he reached into his backpack and was struck in the head with a motherfucking hatchet. He escaped and went to the restaurant to get help. When he got to the restaurant, he had to ask five times for help. And then after that, he just said, fucking and went to the back counter. Said, I'll help myself. They were like, this some bullshit. This shit keeps happening. Victims told the victim told the police the man possibly used the nickname Lucky. No, nah, this mm-mm. Lucky. Mm-mm. No. Lucky. No. 
you ain't lucky if you get in here. Nigga, who the fuck carries an axe? Well, it is in Washington. I don't know. There's people who carry all kinds of weapons. I just want to know how that walk escalated into a hatchet job. <laughs> I I just feel like he was digging into his backpack to get his weapon. Like I don't understand why that when I was a kid, when I was younger, a while back, there was always that person who wanted to take their shirt off when they were fighting. Sure. I never understood that person. Because while you got your shirt over your head, the other person would always, like clockwork, 100% of the time, would just start wailing on them while they had their hands up in the air, wrapped up in their shirt. Oh, wow. Really? Yes, what you honor? No, because usually what happens, what I've seen is like the person's able to get their shirt off. No. Like I didn't realize that people use that as an opportunity to, you know, well, I mean rightfully, you know, but I didn't realize people took advantage of that opportunity. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. This one kid didn't even get a chance to get his hands out the air. It looked like a bad concert. Cause he was literally waving him like he just didn't care. Like, wait, wait. And his arms were up in the air. And they were stuck in his little white t-shirt. And the guy kept tagging him in his nose. So his nose was bleeding. So you could see the blood coming through the t-shirt. It was great. That's awful. Yeah, that's the why the fuck you take your shirt off. Yeah, that doesn't make any, yeah, that doesn't protect yourself at all times. Basically, don't give me an opportunity. You know what? I wouldn't even punch you. I'd just throw a rock at your face. The silence shows you I'm not fucking around either. <laughs> you take your shirt off in front of me. I swear to God, by the time you get that shirt off, you're going to be somewhere else. Or I'm going to be somewhere else because I'm going to steal on you six times and then hop on the pegs of somebody else's bike and take off. Kick you in the nuts or something. Try and bust your urethra. Take oh your shirt off in front of me. Yeah, it's just, that's just, that's just. You're just showing off. You take your shirt off in front of me during a fight. And you think I'm a weight. Like, I respect you. Nigga, we fighting. <laughs> Why am I going to hold on? Nigga, who's calling time out? Christina Brenner said she rented a storage pile from 1-800-PAC-RATS in October 2017. When she got the unit in November, a little more than a year later, rats had ruined everything. Damn. She says rats destroyed her belongings in a rented storage pod, and the company she used won't reimburse her for any of the costs. The smell was horrendous. Rat fecal matter and rat bodies on our belongings, Brenner mm-hmm. said. They eat everything, everything that's not metal. I mean, so why would you call it? What was the thing called? made of? I don't know. Apparently, oh. it's not metal. Clearly. <laughs> Cause they got they got in that motherfucker. I mean, why the fuck would you get a place called Pack Rats? I wouldn't trust it. Well, because they were probably going going for the whole like, look, I got a lot of stuff. These are people who have a name for people who have a lot of stuff. Yeah, and so you're you know you feel like this brand probably speaks to who you are as a person. 
I call mine Hordors. Yo. Like Hodor? Like Hodor? No, like Hoarders. Oh. They would think it was like Hoarders or Hodor. That comes back next month. I am so... I convinced my mom to rebuy her uh, her HBO just so that I could watch it in my house. It's like, go and turn that shit on again. Mm-hmm. Hey, what, what, hey, hey, you seen the last season of uh, Insecure yet, mom? Nah, that shit's crazy. I mean, that stuff's crazy. You need to go ahead and just turn on HBO again completely and don't even ask no more questions. <laughs> And give me the password. Give me the password. That is very important. <laughs> Let very. Me the password. That's messed up. That's crazy. Don't 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 start it back up and don't give me the password. That's just messed up. It is messed up. That's that's not that's not family. Right? Like I thought we loved each other. But yeah, I'm also ready for, for Game of Thrones to come back. And then and then Game of Thrones comes back. And like they said, the the whole battle episode, I think it's going to be the third episode. That episode comes out the weekend of Avengers Endgame. It's going to be Endgame, obviously that Friday, Thursday, Friday, and then Battle of Winterfell. So probably, you know, lots of motherfuckers going to die that Sunday if they ain't dead, you know. (laughs) If they didn't die in the first couple episodes, some they, it's definitely going to be some dead motherfuckers then. Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to say, without spoiling anything, Captain Marvel was fucking incredible. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And I've read a lot of reviews where folks are talking about it's a bad movie. Those folks who are saying that are, are MRAs. Oh, yeah. It was definitely some some hater some hater shit going on some what was it they were saying like oh man they're talking you know the whole feminism beating the feminism line over our heads and stuff i was just like man y'all some man fuck y'all mm-hmm. y'all want some bullshit but i think people know that people know that's coming people know that these motherfuckers don't know how to accept something cool coming from a woman well um, we already knew that because of ghostbusters right 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 just you know they don't know how to deal with that it's just like why like if you don't want to see it that's fine but why why go out of your way to just shit on somebody else's parade because they parade is shitty but they don't want to clean it up and make it better (laughs) it's like they should you know whatever it is they just don't you know they that lack of feeling good about yourself or whatever. That's, that's a good point. You know, but instead of internalizing it or trying to work through it and realize that it's, you know, that yes, you've gone through some things and they make you, you know, you feel some kind of way about it and it sucks and, and all that different kind of stuff. They just go into, into blame and it's blaming people who have really nothing to do with it. You know, because if they was really, you know, if they were really salty about it, about they would be mad at like, you know, media people who like perpetuate these ideas that they're supposed to be whoever it is they're supposed to be that they can never live up to and reject it 
and be behind people who talk about rejecting it and talk about, you know, creating things for themselves that are dope, that speak to who they are as people, but instead they want to live in the same fantasies that they can't, uh, they want to be the things that they can't aspire to that still make them feel bad rather than rejecting that shit. You know, they want to be Batman, even though Batman is like fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're mad that Wonder Woman exists. Yeah, because, you know, there's no way a woman could be a hero. Ooh, what? Y'all are trying to push identity politics on me. Right. Making black people in the the fuck is a Wakanda. Sound my, my Wakanda don't that sounds like yeah, my Wakanda don't want none unless she's got buns, hun. <laughs> yeah, they just you know. So they caught up. It, it's just it's unfortunate. Because it's like they keep gaining strength. It's like a hurricane that just won't dissipate. And I don't understand how it keeps getting stronger and stronger. I don't understand how it keeps getting stronger and stronger. That's, that's one thing. But then I see that there's women who are also supporting this shit. And that's a crazy thing to me. Like it's crazy that dudes are supporting it. But then you see, like, for example, the lady that bailed R. Kelly out of jail. Sure. Like, you run a daycare. Like, everything that you're doing is absolutely the opposite of protecting kids. And you're bailing R. Kelly out of jail. Um, a guy that I know posted up a, uh, a quote on his Facebook page talking about, we're talking about R. Kelly, but we ain't talking about Hugh Hefner. Which I was like, the fuck are you talking about? And he referenced how Brooke Shields was in Playboy when she was like 12. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I knew about that. That's that's history. I was like, that happened a, a while back. She sued. He's a nasty bastard. Hugh Hefner's always been a nasty bastard. But you know what? Now he's a dead nasty bastard. So I'm hoping that R. Kelly died the same way that Hugh Hefner died. But before I could get the whole thought out, black women and one black dude just descended and was like, Hey, but did Hugh Hefner do any time for it though? We need to stop getting on R Kelly for sins that he did in the past. God said, forgive everybody. And I'm like, I got to get out of this space. This is a toxic ass area, but it was equal numbers, black women and black men and white women in there caping for R Kelly with it wasn't it it wasn't to be funny it wasn't we went to a comedy show my beloved wife our friend Cheryl and myself went to a comedy show last week and uh the dude that was there was hella funny hoping to get him on the show soon he was killing it but he was talking about sex he finished up his set. He was like, is there anything else y'all want me to talk about? He was literally taking suggestions from the crowd. Somebody said R. Kelly. Mm. He said, I'm not going to go into R. Kelly. That nigga's nasty. He's pissing on motherfuckers. He needs to go to jail. And this black man stands up and says, you can't prove it. 
everybody gets pissed on. I piss on my girl. R. Kelly didn't do nothing wrong. I saw that video. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about, bro? You can't judge R. Kelly because he peed on that girl. That girl was probably fast. She looked a certain age and all this bullshit. And I'm just like, this is horrible. And this happened in my town. I'm watching this dude. And I'm finally understanding what it looks like to look at somebody like they're growing horns. Like, I actually, I've always felt it. Like, people were looking at me like, I'm growing horns. But I'm looking at this nigga like, what the fuck are you talking about? And the music is just getting louder and louder. And he's talking more and more. And I'm like, I'm uncomfortable because he's literally talking about how R. Kelly's innocent and how he don't give a fuck because he loves R. Kelly's music and can't nobody prove nothing. And they just want to bring him down because he's a black man. I mean, that's really the gist of it. And that's, you know, whether it's a man or a woman, they love R. Kelly. You can't prove it. It's not true. They just want to bring a black man down kind of, nonsense and it's just it's like they don't realize how messed up they are treating racial solidarity Mm -hmm. like somehow we have to as black people we have to you know form a circle of protection around r kelly because he's a black man but it's like you don't realize like okay we make we form a circle around black around r kelly because he's a black man but he's harmed black girls where is their circle of protection? You know, by, by us circling around R. Kelly and defending R. Kelly, we are basically saying that these black girls, their fate, their lives, who they are as people is just, we can throw that away. We can throw them away. We can discard them because we should protect R. Kelly. And it's like, no, fuck R. Kelly fuck these dudes that are abusers it's like with michael jackson like i didn't watch uh leaving neverland i didn't watch leaving neverland but it's like you know what it's like let mike go like let him go like let the idea that you have to defend him go because like it's one thing if you still it's like we talked about before it's one thing if you still decide to listen to his music it told like you know fine but it's a whole other thing when you feel compelled to get on social media to get on facebook twitter whatever and feel like you have to defend this person it's like one mike is dead and and two it's just it's not needed it's like you're defending somebody who doesn't need the defense and you probably know more people that have been affected by abuse than the person that you know you don't mike is one person it's probably all kinds of people on your timeline all kinds of people in your feed who have been hurt by somebody in some kind of way and you are just stabbing at their wound by just defending these people, insisting that somehow their music is more important than the impact of what they've done on these people or what these other people who are seeing this might be being triggered by witnessing it or hearing about it. Just as shitty. It's shitty. I don't understand. I just, I don't under, I don't understand it. I don't get it. 
I don't, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand feeling like you have to be like, well, I'm still, I still like R. Kelly. I'm still going to listen to it. You can't do it. You can't, you weren't in the room with him. And that's the other thing too, with them talking about like, oh, like now y'all trust the police. Yeah. You know, not a police, you know, just, <clears throat> just whatever. Just, you know, what's what, what I just realized we're acting like this is brand new. Right. We're acting like caping for black men is something that's brand new. And it, it's it's not. It's not. This is old as time. Like, y'all are really sitting here thinking about, like, R. Kelly's the first one. Bill Cosby's the first one. Michael Jackson's the first one. I can think far back as O.J. Simpson. Niggas did not want to admit that O.J. Simpson did that shit. Mm-hmm. They wanted to protect him from whatever. And folks who didn't care were like, OJ don't give a fuck about you. Well, shut the fuck up. OJ didn't do this shit. This is the KKK and all that kind of stuff. That was back in 1995, 1994, maybe. That was my first example or my first time really seeing a black man get caped for, like, to that extent. And ain't nothing changed. Because we still ain't telling folks that black men need to be held accountable when they fuck up. Your heroes need to be held accountable, whether they're black, white, Samoan, Hispanic. They need to be held accountable. And you can't just point out another race and say, why aren't you worried about this person? Just because we're talking about this person don't mean we're not worried about that person. Just right now, the conversation is pointed towards this person. That person's on our mind. Harvey's going to court. That nigga going to jail. Right. And that's that's the thing. Or people talking about, like, oh, where are all the documentaries for Harvey Weinstein? And, like, there's a list circulating on Facebook that there's, like, it looks like it was 10 or 15 different ones. It's just, like, people, like, the idea that nobody's talking about this is showing how flawed you know, that person is by bringing it up in that kind of way. It's just like, no, you're not talking about it. Or maybe the people that you know aren't talking about it, but people are talking about it. That's how you know about it. You didn't just magically research this shit and find something new. But they think they did. And I think that people really believe that if they cape hard enough, if they just believe and cape and just cape and cape and cape, that when the person is locked up and has nothing else to do with their life, they're going to start writing this person. Like, thank you for believing me when no one else did. And that's not how any of this works. Ever. Ever. I, 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 I just need y'all to know that, that first of all, y'all look real bad. Real bad. I'm not even... Like, the folks who are caped for Michael Jackson are getting louder and louder, too. And they are literally, like, everybody. Because as I'm finding out, it may have been primarily black folks who gave a fuck about R. Kelly and about the R. Kelly situation, but everybody gives a fuck about Michael because everybody remembers something about Michael to change their lives. And Mm -hmm. so you got all these people all over the world just descending on people. We we shouldn't be judging Michael Jackson. We should be judging 
Oprah. We should be judging Oprah for interviewing the two liars. And it's like, come on, man. No, there's something else. I saw something about some girl. uh, Well, obviously she's an adult now. But they were, whatever the article I saw was talking about how she was going to be interviewed. And she was someone who dated Wade Robinson, I guess, during the time when this may have happened, when, where his abuse, um, during the time he's saying the abuse happened. And she's basically, the gist of the article is supposed to be that she's basically saying that he's lying. So it's this kind of, you know, a, a protection circle around Michael Jackson. Like these people are trying to bring more people in to say that he didn't do it. And it's just, it's shitty. It's just, it's fucking gross. It's just, it's gross. Cause it's just, you're being like, I don't know. I'm going to be on the side of the person that has been abused. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's where I feel like, I need to be. It's just like Wade Robinson says that that shit happened. That shit, shit happened. happened. That shit happened. The and if somebody asking, were y'all there? I don't need to be there. If I was there, that would just make me another witness. But right now, I'm just gonna believe the victim. Yeah, he says that shit happened. That shit happened, and that's there's nothing else for me. There's no reason for me to put on the capes for Michael Jackson. It was just like, Michael Jackson did that shit. Wade Robinson saying that shit happened. Michael Jackson did that shit. And that's up to somebody else to figure out whether or not, uh, you know, as far as the court of law is concerned or whatever. That's for somebody else to decide, you know, to prove, you know, quote unquote or whatever. But right now, no. Because nobody should be making that shit up. I know motherfuckers make shit up. Like there was a football guy, the Baylor dude, who has been acquitted. You know, basically lost his football career and was accused of of sexual assault and has been acquitted and everything. So, whatever. But, no. Most people, when they bring the shit up, the shit happened. They're not making it up. I'm going to be on the side of the victim than trying to be on the side of an abuser. And I don't understand how they're just so certain that these people are going to get some sort of cash reward out of this. They're doing this so they can get their 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, because everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame to be accusing somebody of sexual assault. Yeah, especially in accusing somebody powerful, even though Michael Jackson has passed away. Like, Michael been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. He's still fucking Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Still. Still. So now you're not just dealing, you know, like, obviously you're not necessarily dealing with the actual power of the literal person, but you're still dealing with the power of their history, of who they, of their effect on other people. So, no, there's, mm No. And it, it actually in my opinion, may be worse dealing with the memory Mm -hmm. of somebody rather than the actual person. Because if you're dealing with the actual person, 
you can point it. Okay, this is what they're doing lately, whatever it may be. If you're dealing with somebody who's passed on, like Michael Jackson, his legacy is set in stone for a lot of people, and you're not going to disturb that stone. Mm-hmm. So you can't be mad at Michael. The last song he did was back in 2005, and it changed my life. And it's like, I don't give a fuck. The nigga assaulted somebody. And look, people, for years, for years, we've known that Michael Jackson slept with kids in his bed that weren't his own. For years, people made jokes about this shit. And that's the thing that the more I think about, the sadder I get. The fact that we used to steadily make jokes about all this stuff. Catholic Church, jokes. Michael Jackson, jokes. R. Kelly, I don't I don't think there were jokes made by myself, but I know Michael Jackson and, and the Catholic Church, I had jokes on deck. Oh, yeah. I mean, we yes, there's definitely jokes. I mean, people, motherfuckers making jokes about R. Kelly now. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers making jokes. Like, it was like, you know, the he did the interview with Gail King, and, you know, he's losing, he's losing his shit and everything, and, you know, R. Kelly is a meme now. Like, you know, somebody was like, oh, his crying face, it should no longer be the Jordan cry face. It needs to be the R. Kelly cry face. And it's just like, no, like several people were just like, you have to stop. Like there's times to get jokes off and everything, but like you are hurting people who are triggered by this, by seeing him, by this story, what he means, you know, for them personally. But motherfuckers, you know, motherfuckers got to get their jokes off. And it's like the thing that people don't recognize, I think. I'm thinking. When you make a meme out of somebody, you're making them more palatable. You're putting them in the limelight in a way that people are going to find funny or they're going to find sad. They're not going to always connect that back that he was doing this while he was screaming about I'm fighting for my life while he's going through a sexual assault case. 10 years from now, niggas don't. If I ask my kids right now where that Michael Jordan crying face meme came from, they don't fucking know. Right. They don't know the circumstances. They don't know where that came from. They don't know where the, where the Nene leaks. I said what I said came from. They just know the meme. So you can't let this bastard get into the lexicon. You can't. Because once they get in there, he ain't coming back out. You're absolutely right. <sighs> Boy, I, I I don't know. It's weird. Like, I feel in my heart that Michael Jackson is a troubled – you could think that he's a troubled person and still, like – support the victims like you can say he's got issues and still support the victim you don't have to be like i I, in order for me to support michael jackson i can't believe the victims in order for me to Mm -hmm. support r kelly if i support r kelly you know how i support r kelly i want that motherfucker to get help while he's in prison i want him to seek treatment I want him to go through counseling. I want him to do something in order to get past whatever sickness he has in his head that keeps putting him in this situation. 
whatever sickness he has in his head that makes him a predator. I hope he never gets out of jail, but I hope while he's in jail, he gets treatment. And then dies. But yeah, and see, but see, that's what, that makes sense. You know, like, you know, because there's all these people who are just like, oh, well, we need to love, love each other and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, how can you express love and then, but at the same time, how can you express love for one person and it disdain for somebody else? Mm-hmm. Like both these sets of people are in pain, you know, possibly. Both these sets of people, like, you know, we know the victims are definitely in pain, you know, and there's a possibility that the abuser is also in pain. But you, instead of acknowledging the pain of both people, it's the, it's the victim, you know, you're creating circumstances in your head to make it okay that the abuser did something to them. You know, you're saying that that person, you know, if it's a girl, you're saying that person was fast. If, if it's, you know, if it's a boy, you know, I don't know what your excuse is. It's just like, oh, would have, he shouldn't have been there. You know, just whatever it is. You know, you're saying it didn't happen. You're saying they lying. Just, you don't really love those people. You don't really, you don't have as much love in your heart as you say you do. That's really what it is. You got love in your heart for the people that you think will give you something for having love in your heart for them. And it doesn't even have to be somebody who's super famous like Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. I've said it before and I'll say it again. There's a lot of y'all who are out there standing for us. There's a lot of y'all out there who are standing for folks from uh, Cooking Gooch, Black Guy Who Tips, Mocha Minutes, Where's My 40 Acres. Uh, Seriously, like, why so serious? There's people who are standing for everybody because you feel so strongly about that thing. You love it so much that you're going to ride for it. We ain't done nothing to deserve ire, but I'm just saying, we have people who will stand up for us in the middle of a situation. It doesn't have to be somebody who's like a multimillionaire or anything like that. Nigga, I barely got 95 bucks. It is what it is. You just have to really realize that or really decide that you're not going to praise poor behavior. You're not going to protect assaulters. You're not going to protect violence. You're not going to protect sexual assault. You're not going to protect racism. You're not going to protect these things. And once we make that decision that we're not going to stand by idly and let these things happen, not on our watch, maybe the people that you admire so much will change. Probably not. But that's because I'm a cynic. It'll be nice, though. I don't know. Uh, Shante, did you ever see the Green Book? No. Good. <laughs> no, hell, 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 no. Good. Because <laughs> there was, oh no, there's, well, you know, when it first came out, like the title, I think what happened was it was the title. So it was like Green Book. It was just like, oh, dope. We're going to get maybe like a historic piece on 
how it was, you know, how dangerous it was and, you know, about the green book, you know, the actual green book that black people use to figure out, you know, where it was safe to eat and to stay when they were driving on the roads in America, because people are and were, especially then, racist and not only racist but dangerous at the same time but no but then i heard it was like a, a sounded like a well one it sounded like the family wasn't really with it so it was just like oh okay i'm not fucking with this and then it wasn't even like that it just sounded like they called it the green book but it was basically like you know a black white buddy movie mm-hmm. it's just like nah except it wasn't a black white buddy movie it was Literally, the white guy was the green book. Like, hey, have you ever... And he was a green book about bad things. Like, you're not... I'm. He used the phrase, I'm blacker than you. That's one of my favorite things. He also said that he was the first person... He's the reason why uh, Don Shirley ever ate fried chicken. Or ever listened to Little Richard, a musician from the South. He had never heard of Little Richard until this white guy from New York said you need to hear this guy and Aretha Franklin. He had never heard of any of them until this white guy showed up. Yeah, see, that's that's goofy. Like, it's not goofy in the sense that somebody could have not heard something if that's not in their wheelhouse as far as like music that they're into, there's lots of, you know, like there's, there's probably lots of black people right now who have no idea, you know, who couldn't tell you which Migos is Amigos. They couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like this, like Migos are popular. Like those, they're popular, you know, they are everywhere, but there's people who don't necessarily know who these people are or recognize them. Cause that's just not the music that they listen to. But the idea that somehow this white dude is turning him on to black things is stupid Mm -hmm. and it's also the fact that and if y'all are wondering y'all should never go see this movie i don't know how it won an award i'm still (laughs) it won it won won because white people like those kind of movies that's that's really what it could like white people like a movie that makes them feel good about being white yeah there's a part where the uh white guy stays in one hotel and the black guy stays in another hotel and so they go to their separate hotels and then out of no fucking where the the band that didn't even like the white guy because the white guy's a piece of shit (laughs) and he's a racist fuck and the band knows this out of nowhere the band finds this white guy just walking you know just living his life or whatever and it's like don's in trouble you gotta come save him and that happens like three different times in a movie where the white guy just you know just happens to be able to do whatever heroic thing don needs him to do including pulling out a gun when two white guys in the south are beating the snot out of him um, and negotiating with cops while he sits naked in the shower at a YMCA because he had to come and protect him from having the gay sex. There's also the issue that I think I spoke of with Brandon from uh, Why So Serious. And again, check out the Why So Serious podcast. Check out uh, Militantly Mixed as well. I just want to 
uh, send a shout out and, and tons of love to Miss Charmaine. Um, rest in peace to to Ronan. Uh, he seemed like a really nice kitty cat, uh, and I'm saying that as a full on crisis, so that was hard for me to say. Um, but um, he he. The biggest issue, not the biggest issue, but one of the biggest issues I had with this movie was the fact that due to the fact that the white guy and the black guy were kept apart due to racism, the white guy didn't really know what the fuck the black guy was doing, which means everything that happened in this movie because they didn't consult the family and Don Shirley is dead. Everything that happened in this movie where the black guy was by himself is made up. That's another issue I have. Everything in this movie is made up so then the white guy can be a hero. The white guy who told this, the white guy who wrote this movie is the son of the white guy who was the the driver. So the white guy comes home after riding around with Don Shirley for, I don't know, a year or whatever. And he's telling his stories and we already know he's a bullshit artist and there's nobody who's going to check me, boo. You ain't walking into my neighborhood. You're a black guy. I just threw away glasses because a uh, black guy put his lips on the glass. I threw them in the trash can. A black guy's not coming into my neighborhood. I can make myself look like the hero. And so his son, who was like nine years old in the movie, grew up hearing these stories about how his dad was this great white savior and then decides to write a movie about his dear old dad. But his dad never hung out with the black guy, so he can never ask him any questions. And he never hung out with his family because the black guy treated... Here's here's the quickest way to put it. The reason why the white guy didn't know jack shit about what the black guy was doing was because the black guy was like, motherfucker, you're an employee. You're not even a band member. You're my driver. I don't have to tell you shit. So there's a point where the white guy's like, yeah, the black Don Shirley didn't have a relationship with his family. His his brother ostracized him and all that kind of shit. No, he didn't. You just said that because you didn't know what the fuck his life was like because Don didn't want to tell you shit. So he made it all up. And white folks take this made up true story and drank it. They drank it up and thought it was hilarious and brave and enlightening and captivating. And it's not. It's bullshit. And it sets people back because now y'all think that this shit is what it was really like. And it really wasn't. And it's a shame because Don Shirley was a fascinating musician who will never get his due because the story of his life, (laughs) only a white person can make the story of Don Shirley's life and then make his dad, the star of the movie. Mr. Ali got the best supporting actor. He didn't get best actor. He got supporting actor because the white guy was the star of the movie. Vigo, nigga word, Mortensen was the star of the movie. (laughs) Everything about that movie was bad. The only thing that they got right from what I read was the fact that he lived above Carnegie Hall in an apartment. It's all bad. It's all bullshit. 
Oh, I, I had to get that off my chest. I've been meaning to yell at Brandon about it because he, you know, does that review show, does his review show and all, but I haven't had a chance to catch up with him because of uh, AAU games. So if y'all were thinking about watching the Green Mile, don't do it. Even if it's on a free preview on an HBO weekend and there's nothing else on and it's raining outside and you've lost the remote and the channel is on HBO and the volume's turned all the way up and you can't turn off the TV because there's no buttons on the TV. It's all on the fucking remote. Don't watch it. <laughs> Just leave. Leave your own house. Go to a bar. Tell them they're fucking trying to force me to watch the Green Book. Niggas will understand. You'll be safe. That's it. Shanta, you got any shout outs? Uh, yeah, just shout out to everybody who continues to to share the show and support us and to tweet us and, you know, talk to us on Facebook and anywhere else they feel compelled to reach out. I don't know what's going on with Spotify. Um, it hasn't popped up with the last couple episodes of the show. Um, and I emailed them to ask about it, but I guess I'm not important enough to Spotify uh, to where my information's gonna, you know, like, hey, I need your help. So once I get that all figured out, the show will be popping back up on Spotify. But we do appreciate everybody who shares the show, uh, listens to the show, laughs the show, tweets us, all that good stuff. Y'all are the lifeblood of this show. Seriously, right alongside Shante. Um, and you're deeply appreciated. Um, let me see what else. What else? What else? What else? The show, as you see, may have uh, hiatuses or just times where it may not come out uh, due to the fact that there's going to be Fridays where I'm going to be out of town for tournaments um, or for weddings. Jay's wedding is like next weekend. So next week I'll be up in Seattle watching the homeboy Jay from the Dream Team get married. Um. And then the month after that, I'll be down in L.A. watching the homeboy Ricky, a.k.a. LSPN, get married. So, And then between all those, there's AAU tournaments. So trying to figure it out, uh, we may just have to go to a different day again. But we're going to get these laughs out to you because y'all are worth it. Um, this single simulcast, episode 133. No, 333. Again, 333. I said 133, didn't I? Yeah. 333. Episode 333. She's Shante. I'm Rashani. Um, thank y'all so much for stopping through. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We'll holler at you later. Peace. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.